We want better schools. We want them now. Stand in our way, and you'll catch these eight black hands with Ankrum, Cole, El Mecky, and Stewart. Join us now for an hour or more of talk on education and culture. Yo, what is up, everybody? Happy Sunday. Oh, man, for Chris, Ray, and Sharif, I'm Dr. Cole, and I'm super excited about tonight. Let me tell you why. Before I'm going to check in with y'all in a second, right? But, like, we have been talking about this, and and more so, this is, I got to give more, I got to give props to Chris and to Ray for different reasons. Me and Ray have always fought about, like, pop culture issues, right? And he's like, bro, we got to keep doing pop culture issues. And I'd be like, I don't want to do pop culture issues with you cats. I don't want to do it. But, uh, and Chris was like, you know, we used to just get on the phone and just talk and like turn on a recorder and just go. So I wanted to get back to that space, but I wanted to give both of them brothers a props around, um, just around like, you know, like, the inspiration around going back to that place. So tonight we're just going to have old conversation like we used to. Uh, hopefully Chris will be here. He's just running late. He's just on some CP time. You know what I'm saying? You know how the beige folks do it. But before we go, <laughs> Cherie, how you doing, boss? You look good, fam. I like your little background setup, B. Yeah, man. That, that ain't his. Little, little art. A good little <laughs> art going. Yo, stop hating, bro. I got my camo. Got my Overbrook High School shirt hanging up. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just the thing. The first thing, I got a little distracted because this boy, he got he got his name as relationship expert. Like, you know what I mean? Like, everybody in the audience knows that's absolutely ridiculous, but whatever. <laughs> you know, so... I mean, but it's, 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 it's good, man. It's good. You know, this, uh, the 15th was the 55th anniversary of the founding of the Black Panther Party. Um, so they, the, uh, annual meeting was in Philly this year, you know, it rotates around next year. It'll be in Detroit. Um, and it was good, man. Good time. Just seeing, you know, soldiers, you know, they, you know how they say every generation, uh, it gets a little weaker, a little more excuses, a little more complaining. And, you, you know, just to be around like a room full of like straight soldiers, you know, they sacrifice so much. That's what's you know, up. just did so much amazing, many amazing things. And so just grateful that, you know, I've been a part of that. Um, you know, they recognize my mom, you know, with an award. And um, yeah, it was just good to see so many heroes that, you know, grew up learning about knowing, meeting and just being able to re-engage them, you know, but they getting, you know, they're elders now, like elder elders. So it's also like, you know, we're at that age now that like that other generation is, you know, some of them are transitioning. So, you know, all that. What's up, man? Well, yo, yeah. Charles, remember the episode of, of Chappelle when he brought out the wrap it up box? I- <laughs> he was telling you to wrap it up, B. Uh, and for the people that's asking, I'm drinking a beautiful. It is a cognac mixed with Grand Marnier, and you light it, um, and it's lit right now. You can't, you can kind of see it, but it will. It's a good holiday smoke. It's fire. It's I, you look. You like the top of it. It's a it's a holiday drink. It's a nice little dessert drink. It's great. You drinking it while it's on fire. No, it's going. It's going. It's going to go then, out. Well, then, that's not cool. Like, drink it while it's on fire. That's what I would have said. <laughs> nah, it's, it's, it is smoked out. It is good, and it's going to be a drink. A great drink. How you doing, Ray? I'm well, man. Today I am repping. All right, wrap it up, box. Let's pull it out right now. <laughs> boys, Early. boys, Latin Academy. I've been trying to get this shirt for at least six months, right? Sister Elaine, so, why you do that, Wells? Why you come so, on, Wells? 
So well, finally, well, he he ain't part of the team. You misunderstood the assignment. I, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I finally got this boys Latin shirt. And listen, I rep Philly harder than the, the fella that's on here that's from Philly. <laughs> but yo, I'm in a good space, man. I can't wait to jump in and talk about these topics that we haven't talked about in a while. I'm glad we have uh, shifted the narrative towards talking about things that you know the the, the folks want to talk about. So it's good, and thank you for uh for for that acknowledgement, Charles. Man, let's jump in, man. How you doing? I'm good, man. I you know what's funny? 18 months ago, I was the Starbucks read a book kid and like enjoyed it. Now. I'm give me brown liquor and a cigar kid. Like we are, I am, I am having, a, I, you know, that's just where I'm at. Right. Like I'm like, look, if it ain't about work, if it ain't about these kids, if it ain't about money, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Like just, it has been so much happening. So I'm like, you know what? And, and, and this show, which used to be my favorite thing to do in the week, this and my, and my black man's book club. I'm like, I got to get back to that. So I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying these beautiful tonight. I'm enjoying the cigar and I'm gonna jump into these topics. Chris will be joining us soon. He's having some issues and I have a new microphone. I'm only saying it to Ray cause he's the only one who cares, but uh, this road. <laughs> That's so beautiful. That's a beautiful microphone. What style, what kind, what model, where did you get it from? Where I like, Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I love that, man. That's really dope. <laughs> Sharif, I, I care too. I appreciate you. So fellas, back to the essence of what we used to do. I'm about to just name these topics. I'm going to go through the facts, but then we're just going to have at it. And we're going to start with education, but all even these pop culture situations like impact us in education. So the first thing that I wanted to talk about was like Everybody's talking about testing and all this stuff, man. So there was an article, and I'll get it up on the screen in a second, but let me just give the details. Basically, uh, two things are crazy crazy are happening. Uh, in your home state, Ray, of Louisiana, they are trying <laughs> to fully get rid of grades, like letter grades, like not just getting rid of a test, but letter grades all together. And we're going to have a talk about that because uh, the folks just don't want to be held accountable for nothing. The other facts that's crazy is NAEP did a, there's a report out on them and they looked at all their test scores before the pandemic. And they made sure to say, look, before the pandemic, we are hitting a floor. Like we are dropping so low around like ha around making sure that kids can actually read and do math. And, and I'm glad that they wrote this report because they wanted to, they wanted to change the narrative and say, you can blame a lot of stuff on the pandemic, but even before the pandemic, our kids were hitting like a floor. And I just want us to just, y'all are somewhat familiar with these articles and just with, with the facts that I laid out there though, let's just have a conversation around expectations for black folks and for students and just what the discourse could be, should be. So, um, anyway, who, who, who wants to start, man? And again, we, man, not, I we let's just talk. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'll, I'll start, man. Growing up in Louisiana, man, and, and, and when uh, when Chris gets here, he's a little bit older than me, but he could probably attest to uh, to the types of things that were happening in Louisiana growing up. And so, you know, I grew up in uh, I mean, they had us they had us grouped off. bro. So like, you know, it was grouped based off of like groups one to six. And so I was in group one, but. I, I would say from groups one to three were on a college trajectory track. Mm -hmm. And then I would say um, groups four to six, those were some, some of my folks that ended up like in prison or ended up in a poverty adjacent uh, track. 
right? That good old it's, tracking, that good old tracking. Good old, yeah, absolutely. And so, and so for 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 them to to get to this point now, uh, some twenty plus years later, actually thirty plus years later, it's no surprise, right? Like I, you 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 can kind of see it happening. You kind of read the tea leaves because number one, folks don't want to be held accountable, right? Like that that's that dirty, nasty word in education that folks don't ever want to talk about. It's accountability. Right. And so, you know, it, it's it, I, me personally, my number one uh, stakeholder are, are, are educators like educators are the ones that need to be held accountable because they are the ones that are getting paid for. it. But you'll see this shift and then you'll start talking about, well, parents, parents are. The, and, and yeah, parents do have some forms of accountability, but not as much as teachers and principals and educators. I don't want to just say teachers because it's not just teachers. It's the teachers. It's the principals. It's the social workers. It's the school nurse. It's the custodians. It's everybody that gets a paycheck off that baby's back is responsible for educating that kid. And so, man, accountability. That's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Reef, what's up? No, I mean, what are they? What are they replacing the grades with? I mean, I mean, I, I think with what checks? Yes. Like <laughs> you, you joke. <laughs> might as well, right? Like might as well. I mean, listen, this this whole idea, I think it's consistent with the desire to not have any standards. You know, it's like let's be a standardless society particularly for your kids, you know, and, and keep in mind, it's like they're, it's, it's like a bait and switch. Cause a lot of these folks who are, you know, promoting this type of, of craziness, you know, for their own children up on the Hill in that Tony suburb in that uh, wealthy private school, they, they're keeping some type of standard. They're keeping some type of accountability. They're keeping some type of transparency. If, okay, did we move from point A to point B? What will they be able to accomplish? And if it's just moving away from letter grades by itself, like, I mean, that alone, like, look, in, when I was in middle school, man, we had like 20 was the highest you could get. A 20. So you know, their whole goal was getting 18 to 20, um, you know, as, as part of your grade. So there wasn't a letter grade per se. It was on 20, which was really intense because it was not a lot of, you know, it wasn't like this 30 point spread. You know, oh, you can get 100, you get 70, you're still good. It was, you know, you wanted everything above 18, um, you know, to be able to really rock out. Um, so yeah. I... I you know, I, I'm curious as to what the what was in your proposal to the um, U.S. Department of Ed, where it looks like it's going to be approved. And so just how are students going to because ultimately U.S. Department of Ed is there for civil rights, protect the civil rights, educational rights of, of children. And so how are they going to monitor that? What are they using to to monitor it? Um, oh, yeah. So we- I'm, I'm curious. It just raises a whole lot of questions for me. Well, we're taking it back to the essence, man. And, 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 and if this would have been us at a conference where I got some cocktails with me or some brown, or <laughs> some bull crap, bro. Like, listen, man, in, instead of somebody. And you being knew the last time we were together, he was out on the balcony with cigars. Ain't share with nobody. I smelt it. He was upstairs from me. I smelt it. He ain't share. Like, <laughs> you, you know, know, the next time we're together, I got sticks for us, bro. And if any of the four wanted out, the sticks would be on me. Just, just give anchor. Just give anchor him a Philly. Just give him a Philly. Don't give him no real deal. Just right from the corner store. I'll, I'll bring him some. I'll bring him some Phillies from the corner store. So we'll smoke Monte Cristos, and you want him to have a black and mouth. Got it. Understood. So, 
I got Ray, I got you. I'm not gonna do that to you. What's up to my to my to my beige brother, citizen Chris? So let me just catch you up. I know you're having some issues. We taking it back to the essence today, bro. So we were talking about two things, right? For the folks that, and also for the folks that are just joining us, thank you for joining us. Share this, like this, comment. But we going back to our old school conversations the way we used to have it. There were two issues, Chris, that's on the table. One, Louisiana, where you used to live, just said, we giving up on grades. F that. We ain't doing it no more. <laughs> we want to get it up out of here. <laughs> we don't want nobody looking into our pocketbook around how we educating black kids. And then the other piece around that uh, was similar it was around NAEP. Somebody did a study around NAEP scores and they, they were very intentional to say, look, I know y'all want to blame the pandemic for everything. Here's what those scores look like before the pandemic. It was already widening. We hit a floor with black and brown and poor kids before this pandemic. So you don't get to use that by itself. And now we just riffing off of how we feel about it. And I was jumping in on that. So what I was saying was if we would, if this would have been us at a conference and we heard this is some BS, man. And this is the thing. Again, I'm going to keep ringing this bell. I'll do a video on it around how important school districts are to the local economy and why. And that's why so many people are so ready and open to, like, sacrifice black, brown and poor kids to that coat. Um, but it's some BS, man. No, everybody gets held accountable except for those people that's teaching black and brown kids, everybody else but them. And we are OK around building an infrastructure and building a financial base off the backs of these kids. And if you a parent, you should be upset about this. You should, whoever's in Louisiana and they trying to get rid of grades, the thing that kind of, and they keep saying, cause we don't want to hurt kids' feelings. You know what hurts kids' feelings more? When they grow up. Being able to read. When they grow, exactly. Exactly. My self-esteem skyrockets if I'm illiterate. You know what I'm saying? So, so Chris, join the conversation. I'm not calling on people. We just going back. I got, I got a beautiful, I got, I got my cigar and we just having us a good time, man. Man, your voice sounds different tonight. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just my, you know. You know what it is? It's a brand new microphone. It is the road microphone for the, for the road. You sound like, you sound like, like when 2020 used to have people that they would have the shadows on them and they had to talk in a different voice. <laughs> That's what it kind of sounds like. Well, let, let, me go, let me go fix the sentence because, you know, Josh told me I sounded OK, so I'm, a, I'm a, I'll go fix it. But but what you think about that? Man? man, how many times did I say last year that there was going to be a date of vacation and that people were going to take the pandemic as proof that. You know, we don't need grades. We don't need to, to, you know, we just need to love kids up right now, but we don't need to worry about test scores, outcomes, any of that type of stuff. And then they started talking about there's no such thing as learning loss. Uh, it, what do they call it? Is learning opportunities or gaps? I don't know. Because we always think we could language our way out of uh, these bad situations or whatnot. But um, I mean, y'all probably caught the, the story in Tennessee of the kids, black kids being arrested for crimes that don't exist. Right. But uh, I'm only bringing it up because Charles, you just made the point about how this is a business. Kids are a business. So you got to process them in these different areas. You got to process them in the schools and then process them in the jails and the juvenile and the courts get, get in on it. Everybody gets a little piece, right? So our kids are, are being ridden hard, man. They're being ridden really hard because they're profitable. And uh, Louisiana, I'm going to say this with Ray on, on the thing here. Louisiana 
has no business doing anything that looks like it's given up on, on reading, education, <laughs> anything like that. If there's a state anywhere in the world that needs every inch of itself dedicated to outcomes and reading and letters and words and books and all that, it's Louisiana. It's, it's, Bro, you can't, you can't, you can't leave out Indiana and Arkansas and and, and Mississippi. <laughs> Those are all. Uh, uh, I can't, I can't. I mean, that no, no, I, I, I should. Mississippi's actually trying to do something exactly. in some places. Some places made some changes. That's right. In Mississippi some, made. Some listen, changes. So just suppose Louisiana treated Black Children Achievement like they do LSU football. Ooh. Wouldn't it be like? Wouldn't it be Ooh. like a whole Bro, different? Not, bro, so, 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 wait, wait, whoa. I'm not gonna let you do it. What if Philly treated? What if Philly Don't treated education like they listen, treated listen, Sixers, just because they, they got they, the they, same they, purple they, and gold? What? Just because they just because they got the same purple and gold that you you do? Don't don't be so super sensitive about it. It's 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 a I, we're talking very specifically about <laughs> grades in Louisiana, bro. I'm just asking. Kids can't read in Philly either. Oh yeah, I'm I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm not disagreeing with that. But what I'm saying is right now. In Philly, we're talking about we can talk about a whole lot of things, but right now we're talking about people getting rid of grades. Hey, Sharif, you my man, but y'all did the equivalent with Ben Simmons. Like all, all he had to <laughs> do was shoot a few jumpers. Just shoot a few jumpers. He's from Australia, bro. He's not from Philly. And when you talk about Philly basketball, you talking about Will, you talking about Barkley, you talking about Dr. J, you talking about Iverson, you talking about now M B, right? Like, so don't don't th- you know, Ben is Ben's a visitor. They got He's a visitor. Ben got there. None of, none of those visitor. dudes from Philly. I'm not going to let y'all do this. Louisiana got a special kind of can't read. I'm going to say it. I'm just going to put it out there. I'll put it out there. Right. Like, like you well, are you true. Anybody watching this, wherever you live in the country. Yes, you've got problems. Louisiana got a special can't read. I'm just going to put it out there. There's a special kind of. What does that mean? I need more. Ooh, visit for 10 minutes. You'll know. Yeah, we'll know. Be, we'll be we'll be there in a couple of weeks. You say he ain't been home in a while. Mm-hmm. He ain't what been it, home in a while. What it means is is that y'all got something similar to the chain gangs in Alabama. What it means is is that they don't care nothing about building an economy off of black lives, especially black babies, especially off of black mm-hmm. babies with parents that's not adjacent to education policy, especially like people that ain't got no money to kind of change and make things like, you know what I'm saying? Make demands in, in that type of way. So, I mean, so what, what should we say to our viewers? Right. Like, that's like, look, I don't want this to happen to my baby. I'm in Louisiana. I want to support my baby. Like, and like I said, keep jumping in, man. Like, because well, Reef, Reef, to, to, peace. Reef, Reef, to your point, you're absolutely right in terms of like how these folks go hard for LSU football, but can't give a shit about reading. But what I will say is this. Everything they, after but is shit, but go ahead. Right. <laughs> no, no, not. <laughs> oh, that's right. Listen, Friday Night Lights is a real thing in Louisiana, Absolutely. right? And so, and so we're talking, you're talking about the Saturdays. Hell, I'm talking about the Friday, right? So, like Friday night, uh, high school football, Saturday, LSU, Sunday, the Saints, Monday through Thursday. I don't care about reading. They don't care about none of that stuff, bro. They don't. They don't. And, and, and it's sad that it's that way. But I can pick up the phone and talk to some of my partners, and they can tell me line for line what happened on Friday night during the game, 
or Thursday night during the JV game or whenever. But if I ask him, hey, what's going on in your son's class? What's going on in your daughter's class? Mm-hmm. They can't tell me mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, here, but here go the thing, all right? Is you know, we know that place, right? It's is God, then it's football. Like I used to live in Kentucky, right? Like Kentucky's like Tillman High School in Paducah, Kentucky, like it's a nice stadium for a high school, right? And that's that that's the mm-hmm. way people kind of, you know what I'm saying? You Listen, the only time race don't matter is when you can throw a football in a spiral. So let's have that talk. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I'm just going to be clear, too, though. God, you said God and then football. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. God and football? God left Louisiana after Katrina. <laughs> so I just I just want to be I want to put it real out there. It ain't, it ain't this, yeah, he did. He packed up when all them churches when all them churches didn't rebuild. And all them churches didn't, and they didn't go back to their former state. That you have churches actually that still look like they look the day after Katrina was still the X markings on the it's building true. and stuff there, it's right? Like true. they have not rebuilt everything. Louisiana did not rebuild its democracy. It didn't rebuild its church. It didn't re- rebuild its traditional systems that it had before. It rebuilt some commercial stuff. That's why you got Smoothie King uh, Stadium and stuff like that or whatever. Nothing but you know, come on, Smoothie King. Nothing wrong with Smoothie King, bro. I would uh, prefer yeah. Jesus to have come back. I would I, prefer I, Jesus to have like walk back. You know, Sharif, Sharif, I definitely want your thoughts, but I really think that our super producer should let the two people that have lived in Louisiana just kind of go at it for a little bit. I really, so, <laughs> I'm not gonna say nothing else but this. This is all I'm gonna say because I'm getting, you, I'm you, getting frustrated you, with the conversation. I'm getting frustrated. Literacy is free. Mm-hmm. Literacy is free. We keep talking about these things like it's systemic things that are keeping us under stopping us from reading like there's somebody standing at the doorway of a a library and preventing us instead of going to club night going to somewhere where there's a book i'm not i'm not for it anymore i'm not for the nonsense anymore there's nobody coming to teach our teachers how to teach reading like they did in mississippi if you in louisiana you listen to this right now if you in minnesota and you listen to this right now if you in new jersey listen to this you in oakland listen to this right now if you think that anybody in any system is about to change remarkably in a quick amount of time fast enough for your baby to 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 get phonemic awareness and understand words and understand how words link together and become sentences and paragraphs and how those paragraphs un, uh, unleash a world of knowledge to your child i am sorry but you have have the wrong plan and you need to stop drinking what Dr. Cole is drinking because I'm <laughs> telling you right now that's not going to happen. There is no magic literacy wizard that's about to show up poof in your house. So consult your ancestors and ask them, hey, you know what? Would it be a good idea if I just waited for the other people to come and save my child and listen really closely to what your ancestors say because I'm sure their voice is going to come through in your ears with the resounding hell no. That's not about to happen. Literacy is free. I am sorry. Now, I'll let somebody else get into the, oh, yeah, but you got to understand the blah, blah, blah. Which one of y'all want to take that part now? Oh, you got to understand people too poor to know that they can read at some point in their life. They can read the casino stuff, but they can't read books. Come on. Come on, y'all. Give it to me. Somebody so, help me out so, here, right? So, so, so real quick, before we move on yeah. to the next topic, I yeah. disavow everything that he just said. <laughs> <laughs> go to the next topic now y'all can't read (laughs) I mean but before we do I mean I do like the idea like just suppose you know in communities you have that community back in the day right you had this community doctor or the community 
joker, whatever. You had like a community person that was looked at as the expert. And suppose communities did say, you know what, this is going to be our literacy guru, like this person, whether it's a librarian, reading specialist, but someone who's in that community that says like, you know what, we're going to figure this out as a community. I'm going to train X amount of people, you know, to, you know, the science of reading, regardless of what's happening in schools. When you look at the interventions that were happening in freedom schools, it didn't happen within the schools, it happened outside the schools. Liberation academies from the Black Panthers, the Oakland school, it didn't happen within the school, it happened outside of the school. So it's very, very doable. I, I tell this story all the time, learning how to read as a four-year-old on that indoor porch on 63rd Street in West Philly. That was outside of a school system. That was community members who said, hey, this person is an expert on phonics. Families, bring your kids around. And we'd all sit at, on the ground. This old elder gentleman sat in the chair and he taught us phonics. And the parents would be in the other room or outside or left and came back, whatever. But that was the community reading specialist. And he so took you learned to, to read on your porch. You learned to read on a porch. On the Charles. Charles learned how to read and speak and and deal with words in church because uh, because you have to like like how many black Americans actually Sunday school became a place where you actually had to engage with text and had to learn and blah, blah, blah. Now, that's outside of school. Right. And there was some pretty clear uh, expectations that you were going to mind. You were going to mind your manners and you were going to do what you had to do with not more than school because you and you in Sunday school, you're not going to embarrass me up in here. You're going to go in here and do what you need to do. Right. Right. So. So Charles learned that way. Sharif learned that way. I learned a lot from just being around like it did not matter what people around me with their educational level was. I just was around people that were part of that that 70s crew of people that were just like reading is fundamental type of people. And they were reading all kinds of stuff. They was always putting stuff in your hand, but it wasn't in school. Again, they didn't trust what was, you know, anyways. And Ray, you just did this. So I'm hoping that that meant that, you know, you had the Jesus treatment too, that you learned to read or you learned some stuff, you know, engaging in the church. Okay, well, then go back to church if y'all need to read. Y'all need Jesus. Y'all don't need literacy. Y'all just need Jesus. Okay, okay, okay. So good point. That's what y'all need. Good good point. Good point. Go back to church. But we just sat down at a table, right, in an Uh, undisclosed place with. With, with, with people that didn't want black folks in the church. Well, it ain't that undisclosed, Ray, but continue. <laughs> they didn't say they didn't want them in church. They well, said, they y'all not coming to these churches no more. That's what they said. They didn't say, we don't want you. They basically was saying, if you ain't paying tithes here, then hey. off with you, p- pimping. Hey, hey. Walk hey. on by. <laughs> I mean, they weren't saying, I mean, Walk a big part by. of it, they weren't saying, like, this is what we're taking on. They didn't, you didn't hear anything about, oh, we're taking on literacy. Nobody in our congregation, no. hey, uh, the three of us, and this is, and again, you know, y'all talking about churches, I'm talking about uh, masjids as well. Like, I, you know, and it's not new, right? Like, so maybe in the church, my mom, you know, she was one of the people who pushed the masjid that we attended to start a pre-K. She's like, y'all talking all this stuff to adults and you're ignoring children and had to actually <laughs> fight, you know, and she was such a firecracker. They ended up firing her from the preschool she uh, helped create. They were like, you're too much, oh, wow. right? But, yeah, I mean, but that's that's what's up. <laughs> yeah, that is what's up. Like that's how she's that's always been, right? <laughs> that is what's said, up. She yes. Pushed, like, <laughs> why don't you have a pre-K? Like, how are you taking care of children? Like that. If hope is born every day, as they say, then that means that's mm. the hope is within the children. If you ignore them all you want, then you know it's a it's a Turkish proverb to say like if you don't hear the children in the in the in the masjid, it's going to mm. die. Like it's it's doomed for yeah. failure. 
let me let me just say this right and, and again First off, I just want to point out Ray. I said, Ray, I got a lot of brown liquor. And he's like, I got you. You know what it is. This Negro showed up with an Essentia bottle. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I'm, 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 I'm detoxing. It's okay. I'm getting, listen, Ray is the health nut out of the group. I'm the baby <laughs> of the group. It works out. <laughs> Two, like, you know what I'm saying? And we'll, and we'll, we'll transition or whatever, but I, I think it's not just reading that happened in, in, in black religious institutions. Shout out to you, Reef. Uh, we got a book coming out and I made sure I changed that part from saying, you know, the black church to black religious institutions. But again, that's where black folks went to learn how to play instruments. That's where black folks le- went to learn how to debate. That's where they learned how to go do public speaking. Like I got a lot of things. How to clap on beat. Hey, how to cl- hey, that's a very important thing. <laughs> that's a very important thing. You can't you know be why? in the church talking about. <laughs> uh, some, of, some of y'all left here still struggle with that. Hey, but Sharif, you can't gentrify the vibe, baby. You cannot gentrify the vibe. They can't gentrify the vibe. They can gentrify the neighborhood, but not the vibe. But I want to go that's into right. this because I think this leads into a larger conversation. We just have forgot to ha- how to have social discourse in general. So there's two big things that I was going to bring up. One, I'm a hoop mm. fan and I'm looking at everything that's happening in, in Brooklyn uh, with Kyrie Irving and around the, uh, the the vaccine. So people on the on, on the left are like, OK, he's a hero. He's Ali for not taking this vaccine, right? Ain't no goddamn That's crazy. That's crazy, right? <laughs> Wait, people on, on the right are saying that. Yeah, people on, people the, right on the right are saying that. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. People on the yeah. right are saying that. People on the left are like, oh, he's the worst person ever. This down the third because he asked the question. Here's where I see the facts around that. Listen, the Brooklyn Nets had a, they have a mandate by New York, the same one we got in California. Kyrie Irving made an individual choice and the Brooklyn Nets are making an individual decision to say, look, you're not going to be able to play half the games. And then, but there's no, there's no middle ground. There's no like, you know, look, a person made an individual choice and this is what the, what the consequences are. And it just is what it is. Like we don't have the ability to talk. The last thing is Dave Chappelle had a special. A lot of black people love Dave Chappelle and there's a lot mm-hmm. of people that, that's in a trans and, and, and LGBT community that do not like what, what the brother put out. I personally watched the, 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 the special. I personally liked it, but it's not about that. My question is, how do we save public discourse so we don't become a dumber nation? Like, how do we get to a place where folks can agree or disagree or whatever the case is, but we can keep our eyes on the prize and people that's out there, this is less structured, I wanted to have a conversation with my brothers just like we would before back in the day that y'all wouldn't necessarily have privy to. So I'm curious to y'all, like, how do we like not go to the extreme on everything? You know what I'm saying? How do we have conversation in our own community so we can keep moving forward together? Bro, this is a great combination, though. Dumber than what? That's my question. Well, I, this is what I would say, right, Chris? And, I, and, and and Ray was about to jump in, but I will say this, right? And Ray, you should jump in right after. What I'm saying is I I personally enjoy uh, Chappelle's uh, special. I can listen to how other people feel. I personally didn't feel like he was getting rid of other people or trying to, like, I think he was trying to make a larger point. And I also want to acknowledge 
I think a lot of people that are commenting did not watch the full special. I think he was trying to be empathetic. And he said empathy has to go both ways. Like, I'm still a black man in this country. I'm still killed by white people and black people the most. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm, what I'm saying is, how do we have a conversation where I don't have to choose and lose friends and people that I care about in this piece and we don't everything don't have to be an end all be all conversation. I just I just feel like we are really inching towards a very dangerous cliff in this country where we won't be able to have any kind of free conversation. So that's just me personally. And if any backlash comes, send it to me. But I wanted to ask you all because this is something that we would talk about off the record. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in here, right? And so, uh, man, it's it's tough because I I, th- I think it's situational in terms of uh, dealing with the vaccine, right? So, like for example, you know, air travel, right? So you got uh, American Airlines and you got Southwest that are putting these mandates. If you don't get vaccinated, then you can't uh, you you can't work for the airlines, you know, and and, and that's the road that they took. Whereas you have Ed Bastian, CEO of Delta Airlines, me and Chris's favorite airline. And he's like, hey, you know, I'm not going to force it on you. Here's some things that we're going to do in order to accommodate the workplace environment to where we're going to make sure that you get tested and we're going to make sure that you're safe and we're going to make sure that we're doing everything we can do to keep you safe, which is a totally different uh, conversation than you're having with uh, zero tolerance airline. Right. And so mm-hmm. when you think about basketball, right, like. As a former, as a former Division One basketball player, I, I will say this: your body talk is your temple. Talk, talk your shit, right? Your, your body is your, your body is your, your body. Your body is your temple, right? Your, your body is your temple, and I understand athletes that go into it with that with with that mind with that mind frame, right? But what I will say is this: this guy went to Duke University. If you went to Duke University and you was admitted into Duke, there were certain uh, immunizations that you had to take prior to coming onto campus in North Carolina. So this is not a, I've never had a vaccine in my life. I'm anti-vax thing. This is a misinformation. I don't really know what the hell I'm talking about. I'm standing on the wrong hill kind of thing, in my opinion, right? But fellas, jump in. What y'all think? I mean, right now there's a debate in Washington right now about a bill that will send millions and billions of dollars to people's education will ward off all of the ill effects of climate change, man-made climate change that is going on in the world. We'll create an infrastructure plan that will hire millions of people across the country and get them working into jobs that could get them houses and cars and stuff. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a bill of major import, but Russia got us talking about two black billionaires or two black millionaires who don't have to worry about climate change or a, a job or college money or any of that. We're already a dumb nation. So that's why I asked you, Charles, when you said, how do we have civil discourse that doesn't make us dumber? We're as dumb as we could possibly be right now. We right. fat and stupid and we like an empire in decline. And this is what an empire in deca- decline sounds like. You got a black millionaire in Brooklyn who don't want to take, who don't want to go by his workplace conditions to be a millionaire, Right. It's a workplace condition, bro. Like some places, you know, there are people right now get fired for having a beard, get fired for having long hair. You can't wear an earring. You know, if you don't work on the front line, you can't have tattoos. There's just certain things you have to do as a working class person with a job and job expectations. And you know what? If you want those things and they, they mean so much to you, keep it moving. 
right? Okay, I'm not gonna work for you. I got tattoos. I don't work for you, right? So I'm gonna keep it moving. That's what working class people deal with, right? And then on Dave Chappelle, like, listen, I thought it was very funny. I thought it was needless. I thought it was cheap uh, entertainment and cheap comedy. And there is nothing easier to do than pick out a group to state scapegoat that is a social out uh, out group group to make fun of either in comedy and and you know here's the thing about the right wing. So they love Nicki Minaj all of a sudden. Like, like when all the WAP stuff was going on with Cardi B and others, with, with Cardi B and others, Me it was like hip, hip, hip hop is hip hop is like, you know, like the, the destruction of the world. And then Nicki Minaj don't want to take the vaccine. Suddenly she's all over Fox News, right? They they calling this dude Muhammad Ali. When did they start liking Muhammad Ali? When did the right wing start, you know, liking anything about brave athletes? They didn't like it with Kyle, uh, Kaepernick. Was Kaepernick brave for taking a knee? No, these these are uh, rusky Russian driven uh, uh, troll farms that have gotten the Republicans into a stupid stupor and they're engaging us in it. All this stuff about cancel culture, all this culture war stuff, all this stuff about David and all that. That is purely Putin at work in the United States. And if we were a smarter nation, we wouldn't even be talking about it and, and, and messing with it too much. But social media has come, I think, Charles, to your bigger point, when you're saying about social discourse having us on, on a, a bad road, that's by design because now there is a technology in the world that didn't exist before where foreign nations can actually weaponize our morons. They literally can. They don't have to take us down anymore. They don't need bombs anymore. All they need to do is mobilize and weaponize the morons in the United States. And you will have people showing up to meetings talking about you making me take my mask off. That's like I mean, wear a mask. That's like being a slave. Is it? Is it, though? Really? Is that like is is that like into slavery and negation and all that? Why are we even having uh, uh, to talk about masks and vaccines and all this type of stuff? And David. Right. Can you imagine how much destruction social media is is delivering to us right now? I mean, this is what I would say. And I want the brothers to come in. I, I, I actually think that, that that last special was brilliant. I loved it. I, and I think a lot of people that are commenting are flying the flag for their team without actually having listened to the full thing. Right. I think that, you know, I don't Do you think I, that about the trans people who are offended, though. Because you're not trans. So do you think that about them? I'm not. I'm not. But what I'm saying is, is I think I'm an empathetic person to trans folks. And I think and or I'm trying to be better. And I think that there might be some shortcomings <laughs> that I have. No, I'm just being honest. I'm going to yeah. be honest. Right. Like this is this is how we would talk. I respect the honesty. I respect the honesty. But, I, but, yeah, I, yeah. but I, you know, I'm still a black man in this country who still killed the most by gun violence, who still stopped the most by police, who still I got to deal with white cops and like, like cats that want to rob you feel me? Like, so, and again, I'm not, I'm, I'm doing this show as if nobody's watching, like how we would normally talk with no filter. Right. But right. I will say, you know what I'm saying? I think that with Dave, I do think that the right is latching on to it in a way that they wouldn't normally latch on to it. And I don't think that they fully listen to it because he said he's actually attacking the white power structure as opposed to LGBTQ folks. But again, I also know David Johns. I know him personally. I think he's a I think he's a cool cat. You know what I'm saying? We we've had good interactions. I don't know about canceling him. I don't I don't I didn't I, but I wasn't on board with canceling him. I think that you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to race myself in that in that piece and we, if we're going to have a talk about it, let's talk about it. But I think here here here's the piece that I would say. I think that we 
the fact that we are just so all in on like, you are the worst person ever. If you disagree with me on this thing, I think that's a bad move for black people. I don't, I don't think we can spare having that kind of rationale around it. I think that actually proved Dave's. Dave's I mean, do you feel that same way about like Candace Owens and her type of people, Diamond you know, and Silk I'm, and all I'm, them? I'm not, a, I'm not, but I'm going to be honest with, listen, you yeah, look, look, we have the unfiltered talk with the four of us on the Zoom. Right, right, right. Can we get the screen on all of us? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put the screen on all of us so I don't catch all this heat. <laughs> no, put it back on Charles. <laughs> Get him all the smoke. Let me, let me listen. I don't agree with Candace Owens, but I agree with her ability to say what she needs to say. I don't agree with a lot of the things that she say. I don't agree. There is no person living on this earth that I agree 100% with them. You know, but I think she should be canceled. I think she should be careful. And that's cool that you think that. But I yeah, think, I think she went too far. I think there's a point at which where you start dancing for the other team so much to the point where you're doing us real damage, where I start rooting for your demise. And you know, what would be, it would be crazy if Candace was like, I want to come on to A Black Hands. I would be so for Candace coming on. I would on. be so for it so we can yell. We can yell for 45 <laughs> minutes, right? You know how, you know, it's a race that I root for everybody black. I, I was like, yeah, except be, for I Candace. Don't, don't Candace. <laughs> but here's the thing. I don't listen. I think, I think. I think Kyrie Irving made a personal decision, and I, and which was to not take the vaccine, which is fine. And I think the Brooklyn Nets, which is a private organization, made a def, made made their point as well. That said, check this out: we're not going to let you play half the games. And I think that a private organization can do that. And I think if he wants to live in that, I think that that's fine. You know what I'm saying? I'd be pissed off if I was a Brooklyn Nets fan, but I'm not. I'm a I'm a Warriors and Bulls fan, so it doesn't bother me as much. And it's okay, so Sharif, Sharif or Ray, I'll ask either y'all brothers to jump in. Why? Go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. Still not as bad as Ben Simmons for the 76ers. Ben Simmons back to basketball. Got it. Well, I'm Uh, saying. He just didn't shoot a jumper all off season. That's all I'm saying. Well, well, okay. So, so, so David Chappelle's brilliant. Sharif, right? He's brilliant. He he's super great at comedy. To me, because to he because because he no to me and to, to a lot of people he is. So he could he could use that platform. Dave Chappelle's a, a millionaire many 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 times over, and if he's gonna do 45 minutes of an hour set, how come he don't touch rich people? But Chris, how, how come we don't talk? How, how come we don't go after like the people that are paying him? He did. I want to be fair. He, he walked away from fifty million dollars. Mm. Nobody in these four squares. No, 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 no. no. He, he did, did that in the past. I'm talking about he, he spent forty five. He walked away. Mason, an hour long conversation to spend 45 minutes on trans people, not the rich people that are, are putting us under every day. But he, but, he, but he did, though. You know but why? Because of he class did. consciousness. He's part that, of that class. That's, that's, He's that's not, not really exactly. going after Netflix. That's, did he spend 45 yo, minutes on Netflix? So, so, so wait, so wait. But bro, but bro, but bro, he talked about Ray. So, he did what, Ray? I feel like there's I feel like there's two groups right now to where if you say anything in the negative about these groups, that there is the potential for you to be canceled. Right. And so the one group that he talked about that we're talking about now is the LGBTQIA community. Right. He talked Trans about them. And they, yeah. 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 But, but he but they they have the they have cancelable abilities. Right. That that is a superpower of that community. But then also. The Jewish community. He talked about space Jews. I don't know if you heard that in there. Oh, yeah. But like they also, they even may have a 
larger superpower at canceling folks than the LGBTQ community. He yeah. talks about them. Ain't no link. made to it, right? Ain't no made to it. <laughs> <laughs> and he, talk, he talked about them at oh. length. So, so we're having a conversation about about who he picked on and who he didn't pick on or whatever, right? Like, bro, he went up, he went up to everybody in there, right? And so, if you look at the body of no, the you comments, just you just right? mentioned two people. You mentioned okay, Jews but, but listen, and trans but, but, people. So, but, but wait, wait, I'm getting I'm getting to it, right? So, if you look at the body of his work, when he first started, like he only talked, he only made fun of black people, right? Like he made fun of black people at like high levels doing the show. Well, no problems right? in, bro. Right? And there, and there was no there was there was nothing happening. People, yo, he was the funniest man in America. We're doing that. But my question to y'all is not just talking about Dave Chappelle. But th- we all come from a generation of where we looked at uh, Raw and we looked at Delirious. Could Eddie Murphy do Raw and Delirious in 2021? He can't. And I think Raw and Delirious are some of the greatest comedy specials of all time. Of course. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. But can he I do mean, it in 2021? So, so, I'm trying to understand your point saying that, though. You're saying there was a point in time where you could get away with attacking certain groups of people that you can't anymore. Is that the point that you're making? I don't, I, I don't but let me, Ray, I got, I'll take this heat for you, brother. I, we gonna, <laughs> <laughs> this, the point is, is that when he was making a bunch of black jokes about crackheads, about a whole bunch of stuff, thugs and gangsters and all that stuff, it was fine. Everybody laughed. Everybody laughed. You know what I'm saying? Everybody laughed when he was talking about black people dying. And like black boy, black males have died at the hands of both white folks and black folks more than anybody else. That's just a fact. That's just a fact. What I'm saying is, is that, you know what I'm saying? If if you didn't have an issue and you laughed at them black jokes or and as somebody who worked with like a special needs group that told me, look, I feel discriminated against when you don't joke about me, but you joke about everybody else. Like, I want to be equal to everybody else. Like, I think that that's I think that that's something that we should open up for conversation. That's all I'm saying. And if I'm canceled, then I, I'm poor anyway. So it don't, hey, I'm I, don't think, I don't think cancel is a real thing. I don't think cancel is a real thing. And nobody's going to cancel Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle's got tens of millions of dollars. He's, he's got tens of millions of dollars. He's not Chris, going anywhere. Chris, so. He walked away from 50 million first. He walked away from 50 million dollars. And how much did he have in his pocket when he did that? He didn't have 50 million. Hey, I'm not counting. He didn't that have 50 million, but he was a millionaire many times over, right? It wasn't like he went broke. You know, it wasn't like he went broke because he just he decided to go smoke weed in Africa. Right. But 50 yeah. million dollars is 50 million fucking dollars, fam. That's a yeah, lot. If you still if you still if you still living in a place where you where you came from, yes. But if you're a person that's already on tens of millions of dollars and you just don't want to do it anymore. And you want to retire? There's been many athletes that walk away from big ass contracts because they don't want to do it anymore. They just don't want the grind anymore. And they've got enough. They got housing and everything. My, listen, I'm not. I, I, I'm not on any Jim side Brown, on this. Barry Sanders. I'm not on, I, yeah, you could just keep naming people that walked away from big. I'm not giving him like like, dude, you was rich when you walked away. Like like it wasn't like so throwing that in there when he he threw that in the set. He's like, listen, I'm the one who walked away from. I can't be canceled. You're, you're right. You can, no, that's because canceling ain't a thing. No, is not a thing. Fifty million dollars, bro. Like that's just not a thing, bro. Fit, no Negro is nobody walked away from big money. Nobody walked away from big I'm money just, from record companies or from know, NBC or any of that. No celebrities ever did that. 
let me. I've walked away from big money before. I'm not gonna talk about Dave, but I ain't walking away from fifty million dollars, bro. I feel like if you right. walk away from fifty, that's because you don't have fifty million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> if you had fifty million dollars and they were asking you to do something you didn't want to do, you wouldn't do it because you'd be rich, <laughs> right? I'm drunk, so I'm done. So y'all go ahead. Yeah, I haven't watched the show. I, I rarely watch anything that I can't watch with my parents and well, grandparents. Reed, Reed, and it sounds what? like, and usually Dave is probably one on, in that, on that list. But what I want to say, like all this conversation that y'all is having, um, the one thing that, that keeps coming to mind is that James Baldwin quote. Uh, where he talks about we can disagree and still love each other unless your disagreement is rooted in my oppression and denial of my humanity and right to exist, right? And so I just wonder, how does that play in all the conversations, right? You know, um, as far as cancel culture or whatever, who to cancel. I mean, I personally, yeah, I do believe some people should be canceled, um, but also I would be really, you know, conservative about that. I wouldn't just liberally apply it to everyone. And I got a long list. This isn't new either, right? Like, if you even just look at, and we've talked about this before, if you just look at the folks who are in what we would call the civil rights fight, how much internal fighting was going on? Mm -hmm. Where you know, Malcolm was like Uncle Roy, and and that one is a nappy-headed cotton-picking. Um, Negro and this person is there. like it was a whole lot of that you know going on but there was no opportunity to really cancel it was more or less like but the sniping was continuous continuous right so I, I gotta save you here Sharif because uh, Zakia says in the in the comments here she says that's not actually a James Baldwin quote lol she, here's the exact right quote up. no she's not it's exactly here in I am a man uh, well, uh, uh, he wrote we can disagree and still love each other unless you're disagreeing Rooted in my oppression and denial of my humanity and right to exist. So, Zakia, I love you, sister. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, uh, we will be factual. Uh, He wrote it uh, in in I Am a Man, uh, and it was at the the, uh, United Methodist Conference. So, him, whether he said it or not, it is true. Put that link in the chat. chat. Here's the bottom line. The bottom line is, if they're not talking about you and you say, well, I'm not offended, well, okay, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> you not offended. You're not offended because it's not you and it's not your group. Now, if, you know, if we had like, like, listen, Sarah Silverman, for instance, who's a white Jewish woman, has done sets that I have found very offensive that I don't think she should be doing. She should be doing comedy. Uh, where she she pulls out black folks and she she has a whole set. I, Charles, I told you about this. She has a whole set uh, of uh, going after MLK and others, uh, black folks or whatnot. Got away with it. There was no. There was no canceling of her. Uh, but if you were one of the affected groups, you could be like, well, you know, I think Sarah's pretty funny. You know, like she has a right. Well, listen, to- I, mean, I think a lot of okay. I mean, and this is just my personal opinion. I think a whole lot of uh, uh, comedians are a depraved group. You know, uh, they're, <laughs> that's I mean, right. Say it. <laughs> I, I just think. I mean, just to sit and, and like make fun of people. Like even. I mean, it just seems like nothing's. And I've I've seen people who look at it as comedy and they're making fun of of uh, children, people in wheelchairs and children who have disabilities. And I just I've never found any of that shit funny. And I'm just like, yeah, why are people? 
<laughs> laughing and well, like, why is that a thing? You know what I mean? So I, I just think the whole group of them just to, can I tell you why? So I'm tell me why. And I, I heard you say like the the, the if I'm in a wheelchair, I'm not gonna say, Oh, please make fun of me so I can feel like everybody else. I'm gonna say sidewalk so I could get around like everybody else. Let me tell you make sure I can reach things so I can feel like everybody else. I built my career. I built my career off of, off of like, I worked with the special needs community. My cousin is special needs, which is the reason why I went full social worker. So instead of paying a thousand plus dollars for an assessment, my aunt could actually have, like, I'll do the, I'll do the assessment for free for my aunt, right? Like with my cousin who I love very much. But here's what, here's what my very verbal special needs kids said, right? Make fun of us the same way you make fun of everybody else. Like I want, I don't want to feel different. I want to feel the same. And it's the thing: if y'all didn't have these same type of feelings when they was making jokes about black men, about black men dying, about black men selling crack, about black men doing all, I'm still the most killed person out of all these groups. I'm just saying. And and again, if you want to cancel somebody, don't cancel the three of my people. Come for me. It's all good, but I'm going to be cancel. Cancel is not a thing. No one's coming for us because it's we're saying thing. this no, stuff. No, it is a thing. Cause somebody, no, 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 no. No, people in the, people in the comments are just going to be shaking their head and, and going, yeah, 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 yeah. Nobody's coming I'm gonna say, for us. I'm going to say it's this. Not a thing. Thing. People yeah. are coming for us. Somebody yeah. has been trying to. Not on this thing. No, I'm going to tell you because people have been trying to hack into my personal email account for the last four weeks. I've gotten notifications the last four weeks where somebody is trying to get on my ccoii at gmail.com account. Like, so it's happening. Well, don't give them the address, bro. It is what it is. But here's <laughs> these are people trying to rob my house at 1855 Elm Street. Hey, listen, listen, if you come here, it's something waiting for you. I'm going to shoot you. But here's the point, what I'm going to say, though, right? I love, I don't have no issue with our trans community. I don't have an issue with our gay community. Like I will support and, re, and, and respect and protect you the same way I protect me as well. And at the same time, I am still the most targeted as a young black man in this piece who just lost one of his best friends in education to a home invasion. Like we got black on black crime and we got we got cop and power on black crime. Like let's have a real conversation about it. Like again, I, I am breaking all the rules tonight, right? Like this is this is like how we would talk if nobody else was watching. Like I don't feel fully safe, but again, telling telling the truth as a young black man is still not ever safe. And I'm not perfect. I done said some crazy stuff when I was young. I grew up in a very in a very homophobic environment. Let's just be real. Let's just have a let's have a real conversation. I grew up in a very homophobic uh, like environment. However, I am seeing the humanity of my people, and I'm seeing the humanity of folks like David Johns, who I actually love. I know this brother personally. You know what I'm saying? I don't agree with him trying to change of Dave Chappelle, but do what you got to do. I still got love for this dude. What I'm saying is as black people, as black people, we have to be able to get to a point where we can have conversations with each other where we don't agree, but you don't think that I hate you. And I don't think that you hate me. That's all I'm saying. Like, I think that, I think that trans people, you know what? I feel like that's like, like I get it. But white folks do that to us. White folks say the same thing to us all the time. Chris, I got to say this point because I don't want people to, to not get this point. Cause it's in there. I think that people that are home, that, 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 that like, I'm not homophobic and I'm not transphobic. I'm not scared of you. I want you to live your life and you should not be, persecuted you shouldn't be killed for it or any of that stuff and at the same time i am still a part of the group 
that is the most killed, that is the most canceled, that is the most like get him up out of here group. And what I'm saying is we have to find ways to work together. And again, I'm trying to do this show in a way that is like different from how we've done our show for the last, what, 80 episodes. Right. I'm going back to the essence. But I'm, all I will say is this, man. For, for my for my black trans people, my black gay people, I got love for you. I'm learning. I'm still learning. And I think we're all learning. We're all learning. But this is the thing: you should be able to live the lifestyle that you want. You should be able to live the lifestyle that you want. And I don't think Dave Chappelle has to be canceled for it. And I don't think and, and I don't agree with Kyrie Irving. I do not agree with Kyrie Irving around like the vaccine. But I think that he should be able to ask a question and not be turned into like persona non grata. I don't I don't think that he should be able to be for asking questions when I'm a black man that has like we have like. Things on record where black folks have been injected with things that have killed them or herpes or whatever the case is. You know what I'm saying? Ask your question. Herpes. Like, yo, the, yeah, oh yeah, bro. Like no, <laughs> Tuskegee, bro. Tuskegee. That was syphilis, bro. That was syphilis. It was syphilis. It was herpes. It was a whole bunch of stuff. Like <laughs> he had all the diseases. Bottom line is, listen, we still we still in a very homophobic world right now. No one is being canceled. David isn't being canceled. It's a manufactured outrage thing so that cis his, uh, hetero people can sit to one side and white people go to another side and gay people yes, go to people, another side and everybody can be. No one's canceled. David. No, David no, no, no. Johns. David Johns versus David Chappelle is not that is not even a fight that is not even a fight worth giving it like a david johns david chappelle there's no world in where that's a realistic fight that that's not a david and goliath type of situation there's no there's no david johns is not sitting on hundreds of millions of dollars he didn't get hundreds of millions of dollars to do anything he should he, he, he did he should get more money to do what he's doing but listen we have heard from the, the the we have heard from the side of the fence that is i'm not in that community and i don't think that they should be uh, offended and i don't think that you know we should be able to not talk about these things without them getting their feelings hurt that's exactly what white folks do to black folks with the race discussion y'all need to get over all that stuff that happened before. Uh, I can't be called a racist just because I say some racist shit. Right. I can't. Y'all can't be like canceling all our good white people for just saying things like, you know, we think black on black crime is the problem. And, and you know, whatever. I just think it's all it's all up for grabs. We should be able to have a conversation we just had. You should be able to have a conversation that you're having, Charles. You should have be, you know, all this should be fair game. But we shouldn't pretend that powerful people are being canceled in mass. You know, our favorite celebrities are being canceled all over the place for doing absolutely nothing. That don't make sense to me. That just don't make sense to me because they're playing us. They are literally playing us and we falling for it. Yeah, but that but that goes into so it's it's deeper than just the celebrities, right? Because then we start talking about just like our own personal personal opinions about things or whatever, right? Which is the the essence of what brought us together in the first place. And so, like my personal opinion about 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 things that 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 happen writ large may not be the same as y'all's as y'all's opinions. But what I'm saying is, even if I don't agree with you, you still have a right to say and feel however it is you want to say and feel and still be heard, right? I don't have to agree with you, but you still can be heard. And then if it is so much to where it disrupts my spirit, 
that I don't have to engage with you, right? But I do need to be in a space to where I can at least have a conversation to understand where you're coming from, and I need to do that with open ears. That's 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 what I'm saying. So when you say that though, who's who's the ears that need to open? Is it David's ears when there's an no, entire no, subgroup bro, of people who are fighting for their rights who are saying to him, bro, we "This all, does bro, us damage." We are all or the other side, rights, bro. We are all fighting for our rights. And so we, David's fighting for. Well, okay, I'm I, I can't even about, touch I'm that one. I can't equate him with the others, though. I give me this is what I think. I think that David Johns is one of the most brilliant people that I've ever met. I think David is really like intuitive and I think that he like makes really good points. And I will also say, in addition to that, like I'm not gonna erase the level at which black men are killed and murdered. I'm not, I'm just not going to do it. You know what Who's I'm asking that to happen, though? Who's asking for that to happen? I, I, I think that a lot of people are asking. Are asking who? Who literally is asking for us to to not talk about the number of black men that that are are dying? David Johns is David Johns saying we shouldn't concentrate on the number of black men that are being no, killed. This this is the thing that I will say. I think I have high regard for a, for, for for David Johns, super high regard. Yeah. And it's still, if you look at just the pure numbers of who is killed by most by white people and black people, it is still black men. Like, I'm not I'm not going to, like, let that go. Like, I'm going to just be. And again, who is asking you to let that go, though? Who's asking you to let that go? Because because now you got black because now you have black women saying, yeah, but we keep we being killed, too. So should we just when we get killed, we shouldn't say anything because you're getting killed the most. Black, black I mean, I think, I mean, I think a part of a part of an oppressive structure is everyone ends up in different corners saying like, hey, I'm the most oppressed. I'm right? the most oppressed. A, so I don't care about your oppression. That's a very that's yeah. a very, very dangerous because it's the exact opposite of organizing and building community so that you can win. Right. right. Like uh, the more fishers available and they're going to shine a light on every single fish like divide and conquer is the playbook. They are transparent about it. They share it. They That's let right. you know, divide and conquer is how we conquered the world. That's how we established white supremacy is how any group of oppressors will use that as the tactic. And yet it's so hard to remove and, and strategize against it because human nature calls for who looks like me, who's exactly like me, who agrees exactly like me. That's my tribe. As opposed to, oh, we're human beings. Who's who's uh, you know constricting the optimal conditions we can live in? Instead of what what crumbs can I grab? Who's constricting the most? What is the most beautiful thing we can envision for our children? And who's stopping that? That's the focus. That's the goal. That's what all the work is about. But it's so hard to do that. I mean, and it is. It's just human nature does not usually allow without super vigilance and trust and community building and ultimately organizing. Right. And, like, and that's why all of this is so hard. I don't Bro, think anybody would have had a problem I, I, with him doing if he did a 45 minute set on black men dying and being the most that, that get killed the most. I don't think anybody would have had a problem with it in in, in our communities. We wouldn't be having the same fight if he would have done, done if he would have did a 45 minute set on how the rich are taking uh, advantage of the poor or how black males 
are being targeted for extrajudicial killings by the government that they that they live in. Uh, I don't think we would be having the same conversation. He didn't do that. He did not do that. He picked a group of people and said, I'm going to talk about you for a while and I'm going to dare you to get upset or get offended about it, even though I'm going to go in on you. I'm going to go hard on you. And then they did what they're supposed to do, which is like, you're not just going to come for us and not have us come back for you because that's the way these things work. You punch me in the mouth, I punch you back. So it's not cancel culture when you punch somebody in the mouth and then they, they come for you and try and do all they can to punch you back in the mouth again. That's not cancel culture. That's a fight. So he got into a fight with a group of people. And now they're in a fight. That's predictable. But he didn't spend 45 minutes talking about uh, the state of the world, education, how the economy is jacking up black people. He did some luxurious, rich black male shit. And, and, and we arguing about it. So I don't, I don't know if we're arguing. I think that we're having a discussion because uh, I'm not arguing with anybody. So hopefully nobody's taking this as an argument because I'm not. I'm talking about broader, though. I'm talking about broader oh, than the show. I just mean like okay. it's become a thing. Like you can't turn. Like I'm seeing all these memes pop up in my social media with his face on it. Yeah. And it's like free advertising for him because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like oh, no, you no, know because no, no, people this, are fighting about it you know yo this this whole this whole thing backfired so like them canceling him only made him more powerful in the sense that now the people that gravitate towards the energy that he was putting out are now even right. further uh behind him in terms of like supporting him or whatever so like he's breaking all kinds of numbers on on Netflix but my point is and I'm gonna say something that I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna pull a Chris this week and so I'm going to say something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'm Good. Let me disavow something for once. That's be super I can't wait. I'm getting my arms right. ready. Okay. I know. <laughs> Is that, bro, there's not enough togetherness in the black community to cancel anybody. Whoa, right. whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I disavow. I disavow. <laughs> Everything that was just said just now. <laughs> Bro, I disavow that. Yeah. Yo, no. I, 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 would, I, would love, I would love for us as the, uh, what I don't know, I think I, I, the latest number I read was 4.4% of, uh, of the United States population to be able to collectively come together in order to, mm. you know, in order to, uh, make money uh, stay in our community longer, right? Make it touch more hands in our community. Make us have more collective power in terms of like decision-making or whatever. Not just when it's uh, the presidential election, not just when it's the election cycle, right? But like, how do we mm-hmm. now hold folks accountable that we gave our votes to, right? But then that comes with an understanding of like, we still have to be together after the vote, right? Because like what happens is you'll have politicians on the left that will they will court you, right? They will court you. It's like a prom with a Lamborghini, right? And then when they get it, when they when they when they get into office, bro, and then it becomes like, damn, like that's who I gave my virginity to. Y'all asked for an unscripted version. How we are talking are like. Okay. Oh God! This is what I'm saying. Listen, I think I I think I think David Johns is brilliant. I think Sharif El is brilliant. I think Ray Ingram is brilliant, and Chris Stewart is brilliant. I think that we have to have be able to have conversations in our community, the black community, where we are not getting rid of people. Um, and 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 this the only point that I would make is this, like. I am still part of the group that is the most killed by black people 
by white people, by a bunch of different people. And I think that trans people and gay people are killed as well. And so David always has an open invitation to this show. Always. I think that brother is brilliant. All I am saying is we need to discern. We need to build our muscle to discern, like, what are the conversations our community needs to have? Because I don't think that we can afford to lose people. That's my that's my only point. That's all I'm saying. And David, I love you. I think you are brilliant. And like, if you ever want to come on, you are you have an open invitation. I got you. That's the both Davids. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, David Chappelle, if you ever want to come on to you know, David Chappelle. But I you got know, an open invitation. But I do know I do know David Johns, and I think he's brilliant. You know what I'm saying? And the only point that I'm saying is as black people, as black people, there's a lot of people that don't care about any of us dying, whether you gay, whether you just you black or whatever the case is. That's the only point that I'm making. And again, for the viewers out here, you are getting a, you are getting a very special show where we are being very honest and there is no like extra thought around the groups and who can cancel folks. But this is what I do know. I know Chris Stewart. I know Sharif el and I know Ray Ankrum and Dr. Charles Cole are very, like, intent on Black people getting what they deserve. So, brother, you always open. And I and I will never bash you, per, like, publicly, ever. I think you're brilliant. So I just wanted to say that because people like to, like, take our words and twist them or whatever. But I think that not just, not just Dave, I think that... Um, Kyrie Irvin, who I don't. You didn't drop no liquor, did you? I don't. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that kind of sounded yeah, like it. Yeah, That's a problem. A little, <laughs> little slurry, little jar, jars. All right, no, 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 you ain't dropped your cup, right? I have, a ton. I have a ton of alcoholic energy. But the point that I'm saying is as black people, people don't give a fuck if we like are going at our gay people. They don't care if, I'm going, if we're going at our gay youth. They don't care. They just want to see us take each other out. That's the only point that I'm making. And I think that people like Dave Chappelle and David Johns are both brilliant. And I think that we need to be a place that holds both those conversations. That's all I'm saying. And I'll shut up from here on out. Hey, roll us in the closing thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Chris, I mean, actually, Sharif, let's start with you. I'm going to go with Chris, and then I'm going to go to Ray, and then I'll end out. But Sharif, what is just your thought on us trying to get back the old essence of our conversation? I mean, sometimes I, I do want to cancel Ray out um, on the show, especially when he's coming at me on Twitter. I wear my temporary, you know what I mean? Like in hockey, you go to the penalty box. So we could have like a temporary cancellation for Ray Ray every once in a while. I am down 100 uh, percent. But on a serious note, you know, I, I think, you know, I, I, I enjoy just be able to have conversations. And and I, I do think we have to have enough respect where we can uh, disagree. But I also think that sometimes even that's a slippery slope. Right. Where we're just, you know. There were there were times as a principal I would have conversations with people and say like no the bar is the bar, and you know and and like other folks in the network were like well let's just agree to disagree I'm like no like we're not going to agree to disagree I'm telling you this is oppressive to black children, and we're not going to agree to disagree with it I'm going to disagree with your stance, and I'm you know there's nothing there's no middle ground for that and so I, I think we just have to be more sophisticated and and 
and focused and how do we stay organized but at the same time have a bar about like what's acceptable and what is not acceptable and i realize that that that's that's hard to do because a lot of people have a whole lot of different thoughts and and uh ideas and perspectives and experiences and yet um there is a bar there's a bar for humanity you know there's a man-made rules and i think there are there are uh, god rules and and one of them is you know treat your neighbor the way you would want yourself to be treated so i got you right go ahead brother <laughs> all right uh that's not the order that we talked about but we're good my, 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 I, I, I can say you the last if you need me to brother no I, no, no i'll go i'll go i'll go okay okay yo so uh definitely uh like the format tonight uh, these cop these topics could definitely be controversial, and so we basically gave you a, a patreon a Patreon show uh for free. Um, and shout out to the <laughs> shout, shout out to the shout out to the patrons, uh, because you know I know they're out here they're doing uh crazy good work or whatever, right? Um, and uh, you know to to the LGBTQ community, we support you, we love you. Um, we're we're praying with you, we're together in this. Uh, to the black community, we uh, support you and we are praying for you and we are we are in this together. To the white community, that's not racist and openly trying to uh, kill us and 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 and, and con- uh, throw constraints and ah, we love you too, right? So like I feel like eight black hands is a love show. We <laughs> we should be shooting. We should be shooting this show every week in Philly. <laughs> Brotherly love. Go ahead, Rank, young Chris. Go ahead, brother. Uh, well, I, I think Ray just turned it into a different kind of show. <laughs> it's a love show. Oh, baby. Oh, you sweet thing. Come on, baby. Ooh. <laughs> um, listen. We started in the right spot, which is we have states that are taking away the expectation that we should hold them accountable for outcomes for our young people and for our students. They are trying to erase test scores, testing, accountability based upon outcomes. Um, they're the longstanding commitment that we've been trying to get them to, to abide by that um, schools work equally well for everyone. That's where I think the real meat of our, our problem is. The numbers that we get when we see um, the gaps and everything uh, in terms of outcomes, you know, um, the NAEP scores and all that stuff. I've said it a million times. Those are prophecies. That's that's a that's a vision of the future. So if we are we are here about black futures, if we are here saying we're going to do today what we know that uh, is going to make us free tomorrow, then that's the right place to be is in thinking about those things. Louisiana, Oregon did it. We talked about another show, Oregon, you know, is taking away stuff from, um, from the exit exams for high schools uh, that just is states are starting to bury the data about where our kids are in their educational journey. And uh, I said a year or so ago, they're going to start taking a data vacation that we're not going to be able to catch up with. So we're going to, somewhere in the future, we're going to figure out that there's a whole bunch of, there's a lost generation of young people who had their minds and their dreams and, and, and their outcomes kind of uh, um, diminished 
because of educational leadership in this country. So while I think it's important for uh, black adults to be arguing about social issues um, and that will always be important, it seems like children are always deprioritized. And I want us to always come back to that. Like that's where the focus is amongst those children. um, um, There are all different kinds of kids and and, uh, trans kids and uh, gay kids and lesbian kids or whatnot are looking up and they're seeing a lot of this discussion. Uh, And I feel for them because they are a minority and what majorities do to minorities uh, historically, especially in countries built on empire has always been terrible. And even minorities who have been abused themselves do the same thing. Once they have any modicum of power over another group, they, they repeat the, the, the empire-ish uh, type of behavior with other out groups. That's some of what I think I'm seeing in this discussion. Um, when we talk about the white people that are showing up to school boards to say they don't want black history and ethnic studies or whatnot, some white folks are saying to us, yeah, but they start focusing the parents, focusing on the parents and centralizing them. I get some of what they're saying. I get where they're coming from. I might not agree with everything they're saying, but I get, you know, that's where the discussion goes. And if you talk to them long enough, you'll, you'll be like, you're not centralizing the victim of their, their focus at all. You're centralizing them and you keep talking about them. I feel that way a little bit about the David discussion. Uh, David's a millionaire many times over this false notion that anybody's being canceled. Uh, I like what John Stewart said about it. Uh, criticism is being democratized. They talk crap. That's what, what, what comedians do. People with platforms like Candace Owens uh, talk crap. And the moment they get any type of they, they want free speech, but they want consequence free speech. Anytime they get any type of blowback from people exercising their right to not cancel you, but blow back on the stuff that you're saying, which audience audiences didn't used to have that power. Oh, my God, it's cancel culture. I'm being canceled. I'm being canceled. Well, whatever. I have a long list of people that I do want to cancel. And I think it should validly be canceled. They should be done. Their career should be over. Um. Many of them aren't as good or worthy of our admiration as much as we be giving it to them. Some of them are just doing outright stupid stuff. I don't think David falls into that category, but I think many of them are just saying and doing really stupid stuff with a big ass platform with millions of people following them. I think it's dangerous. I think thinking people need to just prioritize, always go back to what's the signal through the noise. I don't really give a damn about David Chappelle. He's funny. He can be funny sometimes. He's definitely a white person's black uh, comedian. I think Cat Williams and others who have weighed in on this issue are are smart and write about it. Uh, And sometimes you just reap what you sow. But he ain't going nowhere. This ain't cancel culture. The thing that we need to cancel are states that are trying to take our attention away to the fact that they're burying bad data about our kids. That's the cancel culture that we need. We need to cancel educational leaders who are not getting it done for our kids and who are actively destroying our future. That's what's up. Uh, Did everybody else go? I want to make sure that Sharif, you got your time. You know, you got your time. Ray, no, but since you know, thank you because I, I will take my time. I'll, I, I'll take my time, like Auntie used to do back in the day in the in the joint. No, I'm, I'm good, Cole. Go ahead, man. <laughs> What are you well, about to I, say? I'm reclaiming my time. Is that what yeah, you're about to say? I'm, I'm reclaiming my time. <laughs> I will, I, I'll just say this. I'm going to be very honest. I think David Johns, I think Dave Chappelle is a genius. And I think Dave Johns is a genius. I think that uh, people that are, are are jumping in and saying he's trying to get on a moment or whatever the case is, don't know the brother that I know. And, and, and it doesn't matter if he agrees with me or not. Like, 
my integrity will tell you that that brother is genius. I think that we have a lot of people that are genius in our like circles and we're blessed to have it. The last point that I would just make around that is I don't think that we can afford to cancel anybody on this black side of things. I think that there are things that we can disagree about without thinking that they're super ill intent. I want to personally thank uh, Sharif, Chris, but also Ray. And I think that um, these are the conversations that we used to have without like people watching and things in the, you know, things in the kind of the ecosphere or whatever. Like we used to have very honest conversations about it. I'm still part of like the most killed group by black people and by white people. I'm not going to let that go. And I think that people like Dave Johns or Naomi Shelton or any of these people like, like Heather, any of these folks, I think that they are making really salient points. And I think that we have to learn how to get back to a place where we might not agree on every single point, but we all come together when it's about a black issue. That's the only point that I was making. Um, I really enjoyed this conversation. I really enjoyed um, Chris, Sharif and Ray showing up as who we are in our, in our spaces when no cameras are rolling and any of that stuff. And if, if you got an issue with it, then it is what it is. But Mm-hmm. The point is, is you catch these eight hands. I mean, here's here's the <laughs> here's the point though, right? What what Sharif is working for, what Ray is working for, what Charles is working for, and what Chris is working for might have some nuanced differences, but it's really generally the same thing. Is that black folks want to just have lives, whether you are gay, trans, or whatever the case, or straight, or whatever the, or whatever it is, is that nobody seems to have an issue with black kids not learning. Nobody has it has an issue when an economy is built on the back of black kids. And I would just say that I think that all three of you gentlemen are geniuses. Um, I support you all. And I just wanted to get back to us having fun. Uh, I said this at the beginning of the show, but Chris, you weren't here. I went in the last 18 months from being the Starbucks read a book guy to like, I need a good cigar and some good scotch guy. And I don't know if that's going to change anytime soon. But what I'm saying is this. Why would it? That's a life. I'm going to just say this though, Ray. (laughs) No, I, I feel you. I think that's a good point. But the point that I'm making is, is that I think there's a lot of scared black folks and I'm not, I'm not coming at you when I say scared black folks. What I'm saying is I think that there are a lot of black folks trying to bring attention to the actual facts and not get caught up in these other storylines. Like, like I said, Chappelle is brilliant and John's is brilliant. We can have multiple brilliant people on different sides of an argument and I don't have to hate any of y'all. I will wear a flag and a jersey for John's the same way I wear it for Chappelle. And for us to be 13% of the country, we show do like like lead a lot of black people in this country. We show do like build the vibe for people in this country. And it's the one thing, and then y'all will see it soon, but Josh and Shereen won't let me post it. But black, you, you can't gentrify this vibe. You can't do it. Like we have built culture for so many decades and we will continue to. And I just appreciate Sharif, Ray and Chris for letting us have it. And I want to just say this last piece, Ray, uh, I think you're brilliant, bro. I, I really do. I think that I've had a really tough 18 months and you and I used to be very, very close. But I want to just say this, bro. I don't take your friendship for granted and I don't take what you say for granted. I think that 
the four of us are leading in a space that a lot of black people won't go in. They won't, they won't wade in those waters. And I just wanted to appreciate all three of you individually. Sharif, I learned so much from you. Chris, I learned so much, so much from you. And Ray, I learned a lot from you. So I would just want to end my piece there. That's all. See, now this is a golf show. See, this is black love. This is black brothers showing love for each other, even the ones that eat crickets and shit. Uh, you know, Farmer John's, even the one that was part of like a one of the pro, even the ones that are like part of Greek cults. Uh, you know, all of us just you love. See, don't do it. it was, are those horns? Is that is that what that is? Horns? Is it, what is it? Don't I don't, do that. I don't, I don't know what it is. I'm trying to ask. You, you, you should educate brothers on what that means, bro. You, know, I'm trying you to have been listening to the Eight Black Hands podcast All right. with Ankrum, Cole, El Mecki, and Stewart. If you like what you heard, follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at 8BlackHands1. Thank you for listening. <laughs>